Wipe Your Lens podcast aims to inspire and empower working moms, helping them find fulfillment and purpose and confidence through their photography side hustle. Whether you're just starting out or seeking guidance to take your existing photography business to the next level, this podcast will be your trusted companion, providing guidance and encouragement every step of the way. So get ready to unleash your creativity, embark on entrepreneurship while capturing beautiful moments with the blessings of strong faith, family, motherhood, and business ownership. So go charge those camera batteries, grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, and your pen and paper, and let's get started. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Wipe Your Lens Podcast. I'm your host Kim Stewart and I just thank you for coming back to listen. I thank you for listening in if this is your first time. Please go ahead and comment if you will on my Instagram or Facebook page if this is your first time listening and you enjoyed it by the time you get to the end. Again, this is Kim Stewart, your host and Let me just give you a little update of what's been going on with me. Well, first of all, last weekend, I had like, I'll say two and a half, I won't even say three, but two and a half um, group photo shoots, which was really, really cool. I had one with my sorority. We're just doing a chapter, um, chapter photo shoot of the entire chapter, but I didn't realize the president had already hired somebody because she didn't think I could do it. So I told her I had a lot on my plate and she wanted me to be in the photos, which I didn't worry about that because I'm always in the photos because I always pack my tripod. (laughs) So I love my tripod. So I had that anyway, but it was nice to sit back and relax because the photographer that she hired actually came and took the photos anyway. And then I had media day for the basketball team, which was really, really fun. And then I had a sorority um, photo shoot, which was really, really fun. That was the best. I loved it so much. So anyway, I had those things going on, which brings us to this episode, which is episode 21. Sorry, we're on episode 20. We're on episode 20. (laughs) Sorry. Episode 20 is photographing large group sessions or photographing photographing large groups. All right, so before I get into that, I do wanna say what I'm cooking for the week. I know I like to update you all. I hope you guys enjoy that part or it helps somebody because I know I always need help figuring out what I'm gonna cook for the week. So I took out my pressure cooker and I am cooking um, pulled pork. I have some coleslaw to go on that. My daughter likes it with rice, so I have some rice going and I'm gonna do chipotle bowls. So I have my chicken thighs, kind of marinating and I have some sour cream, guacamole, queso. I'm going to do black beans and corn and all the good stuff for them to make chipotle bowls or the pulled pork sandwiches or have it on rice like my daughter likes. So anyway, back to this episode, Photographing Large Groups, episode 21. I'm so excited. Can you believe I'm at episode 20? I said 21. I'm on episode 20. All right. So posing large groups of people to photograph can be a challenging task and it is, but here are some tips that will help you out with posing large groups. First of all, plan ahead. You always have to plan ahead. Before the shoot, go ahead and scope out your location whatever location that um, your client has come up with or that you have come up with. If you're doing a studio shoot, I actually just saw someone do a studio shoot. They have a very small studio and they figured out their lighting. 
to actually cut up the groups in like two or three groups, photograph it, and then put those images together to make it look like they're all in one big studio. I do not suggest that because I feel like that's just a lot of editing that you have to go through. I don't know how they did it, but it really looked good. And it looked like everyone was touching and was close, which is crazy. So I would say, because I've had large groups come to my studio and we went outside. Outside, you have all the room that you need. Make sure you have great lighting the perfect time of day where it's not harsh lighting where it's like noontime and you have the worst lighting going on so make sure you plan ahead you know the arrangements and poses that you want to do in your head you know what um shots you want to take always consider all those things before you go ahead and get to the shoot because you want a shot list definitely especially with large groups you don't even know the well you should know the size but the dynamics of the group and things like that so you want to have a plan that'll help you stay organized and have a smooth session so two communicate and direct now let me tell you when you're dealing with adults especially probably most likely always going to have that one person that wants to take over the shoot tell you or tell the group how they pose and things like that. And I'm okay with that because you hired me. So I'm going to go with the flow. If there's something I need to correct, I make sure I do it and I do it with confidence and I do it with direction so that everyone is clear. Sometimes the group will say, hey, we trust you. We'll do whatever you say. And that's fine. But usually there's um, someone like in the group that I just did, one was an actual model and she does modeling things. So she would stop, look at the whole thing and say, hey, you move here, you move here. Let me have you here and things like that. And, you know, sometimes she was wrong and I'm like, no, 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 this person needs to stay there. That's fine because she couldn't see the whole picture because I'm standing behind her and she's in the photo so she's thinking about it as she as if she weren't in the photo which is fine and people appreciate when you do that too they don't want them to get it wrong and they want to make sure everything looks good so you go ahead as the photographer go ahead and correct um getting mad at your client or you know talking over them or making them feel bad about them putting it's just going to make for a bad session you don't want that you don't want people having attitudes or anything like that you don't want confusion you want things to be simple concise yes it may take up a little bit of time when somebody wants to take over and say you go here and there but it's okay everybody's happy and you're still getting the shots that you need three establish a hierarchy hierarchy in your positioning if needed one time i did a five generations family photo shoot and it was amazing and with that you wanted to have the I wanted to make sure that the great grandmother was the center of attention she was in the middle everybody surrounded around her um that's what I mean by hierarchy and positioning and for the chapter photo shoot that you know we did last week we we already know how this goes because we've done it a million times but the president and the executive officer officers are right in the middle put them right in the middle and they're wearing a different color things like that so establishing that positioning makes it a little bit easier when you put every other individual around and consider factors of their importance their role just strategically position them so they're the center of attention and that the um, photograph just looks great number four create depth and layers that's why I always love staircases staircases are great when you have a large photo or a large group because you don't want everybody in a straight line sometimes that's great especially with sororities fraternities sometimes that straight line is needed because there's different hands gestures that you need to do and you have to be in a straight line but creating depth and layers is amazing especially on stair steps I had my group 
walked towards me and they were kind of staggered. They weren't in one straight line. They were staggered and they were walking towards me. I just had to take a lot of shots to make sure that every that I can see everyone. But staggering them, it makes the actual image just have a visual interest to it and the composition is just great we found an area where there were stair steps and then there was like a, a little what is it like a bench in front of the stairs and this is for the sorority um group shot they got on the stairs they got on the pillars on the side they got on the bench it was just amazing it was a staggered effect and it was amazing i loved it and that was my favorite shot five use props or natural elements that would be considered a prop using the stairs using the bench using the railing whatever it is and of course i usually always bring my own props anyway for the basketball team it was their basketballs and i also had a nice cool background and the natural elements that we found at the park for the sorority um sisters we actually found of course the stairs a bench the railing because it was right off of the river another railing going up a ramp it was very very nice so using props also helps people with their arm placement which is always nice and gives the group a nice visual effect to it and everything so six pay attention to body language <laughs> so encourage a natural and relaxed body position body postures when you pose your people make sure that they feel good about that position with the sorority girls they have their actual um hand gestures and things like that and it's so funny when i say to be clear and concise about what pose you want them to be in to make sure it's natural for them i tell them look i am a proud delta but for me to actually communicate with you directly to know exactly what pose I want you to do, I'm going to have to do some of your gestures. I'm not, you know, happy about it, <laughs> but that's what I do for all my clients anyway. So as a proud Delta, that's what I'm doing. Don't take offense. And yeah, so they thought that was funny, but they understood. And as a photographer, that's what I do. All right. Next, number six. So we already said that seven consider the background there are multiple times that we had to stop um this is especially with the basketball team because in the gym as we move from one spot to another i can see the bleachers has all their stuff on it and of course these boys are like throwing their stuff on the bleachers i'm like okay we got to scoot all that stuff down because it's driving me crazy seeing it in the background uh to have a clutter free background complements the group it complements your image you want to avoid all distractions and elements it at the park where the sorority sisters took their photos it was you know people walking around in the background and i'll just either stop a minute or if they're walking really slow i could wait till they're right behind somebody and i could take the picture but i don't want any clutter backgrounds i'm not the one to be uh, photoshopping people out of the camera if they're walking past and I know they're going to be out of my frame soon. If we're at the beach or something like that, then I know I'm going to have to because there's always people at the beach here in Florida. <laughs> so look for a clean and simple background that will allow your group to stand out. When you're at the beach, I try to keep walking down the beach until I find an area that's not so crowded, just so you know. Number eight, capture individual and smaller group shots. So when you have a group session, not everybody's gonna arrive at the same time. So if I arrive and there are a few people there already, I'll say, hey, let's capture some headshots, individual shots, if you like, while we're waiting on everybody because it does not make sense to go ahead and start with the group shots if everybody's not there. If there's people on their way, there's no point because then you're gonna have some photos where some people are missing and they're not gonna be able to use that because they were actually there, they were on their way, they're coming. So 
do individual group shots or small group group shots of people that want to get together and take some pictures or the individuals I think are always good because everybody can use a new headshot. Anybody can use a picture of just themselves by themselves for a profile picture or a LinkedIn picture, whatever it is. All right. Nine, be patient and flexible. Like I said, when you're posing large groups, it will be time consuming. I never do a 30 minute group shot. I always have to at least make it an hour because you have a large group. Like I said, everybody doesn't show up on time. You can start with those headshots that takes up a little bit of time. And then once you get the group all together, posing them takes time. And like I said, you want to be patient if there is somebody that, you know, wants to kind of help you not even help you, but wants to just go ahead and, and pose people because I always ask at the end, I've told you this before. I always ask at the end of my photo sessions, do you have any must have shots that you want to take? And most people do. They think about this as soon as they book you. Oh, I want to take this shot, that shot, whatever. So they know in their head what they want to, um, what pictures that they want to recreate or pictures that they want to take. And sometimes they share it with you. Sometimes they don't. I always ask, share it with me so you could get it out of your head and it's on my my shot list so I can do it. Sometimes they don't, they have it on their phones and they wanna do it, so I have no problem with that. So since they know what they want, I let them go ahead and do it. So I make all the necessary adjustments when they do this, but the main point is to be patient and flexible, willing to experiment with different poses and arrangements and just staying positive the whole time. I even got a text later from a few people like, thank you so much for your patience and your professionalism and that, I I know, I, I mean, I've seen photographers get upset when someone tries to say, hey, let's do this or pose this way or change a pose for somebody. No, don't get mad. These people are paying you. They booked you. So go ahead and stay as relaxed as possible. When you see somebody else getting anxious or getting mad, relax them and say, hey, no, this is going to be good. And everyone will co cooperate. So um, with group shots, just remember that practice not makes perfect because nothing's perfect. Practice makes you better. You will get better and better. And I just want to say too, not every photo shoot is going to be amazing. I'll say it again. Not every photo shoot is going to be amazing. You're going to have some photo shoots where you're just like, wow, where's the pop in this? Where's the pizzazz in this? Where's all the wondrous magic? You want to have magic in every photo shoot. I understand that. But don't quit. Don't give up. Don't think that you're not enough or not worthy because not your last photo shoot wasn't all that or it wasn't what you wanted it to be. Things happen. Things occur. You could do your best and it still isn't what you expected it to be. I always say a prayer beforehand and say, Lord, please let this um, photo shoot be more than what they expected. And you know what? Nine times out of 10, because you're photographing your clients and they haven't seen themselves in that way or whatever, they love the photos. They think they're amazing, but you want it a little bit more. Don't take it personal. You're fine and keep going. Do not quit. That's my message for today. Do not quit and practice makes you better. The more experience that you gain in part imposing large groups, small groups, families, couples, whatever, the better you'll become at at doing it so just keep on going don't quit and of course practice makes you better and I'm gonna share a Bible verse that I just felt was appropriate for this and it is first Peter 410 each of us has received a gift use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace 
and the NIV version, because I love the NIV version, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So God has given you a gift. If God put it in your mind to become a photographer and to do whatever type of photography that he put in your mind, go ahead and do it. That's your gift. And trust me, when I felt that photography was my gift, at first I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't even have a great eye. I don't see it. But because I practiced at it and I got better at it, oh my goodness, now I see things that people don't that I didn't see at first. I didn't see before. So I don't think it was a natural born gift because I mean, who's naturally born knowing how to do photography, but it's something that I practiced at it and I got better. Sometimes I can look at the clouds and say, wow, okay, this is a great shot because look at those clouds in the background. And even with the um, sorority group session, I could see the clouds and I'm like, oh, this is going to be so beautiful. I could see it before we even did it. I looked over there and saw those stairs and that bench and everything. And I'm like, oh, let's go over there. We could do a staggered effect over there. I knew exactly but before I would look at that and be like, hmm, what can we do? But now I see it because practice, 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 practice your crap. Pick up your phone or your camera every single day. Sometimes I can't get to my DSLR camera every day, but I'm taking a picture with my actual camera and I do the settings on it so that I can take a really cool photo that I try to do every day. Um, not only that, um, when I saw, I don't think I mentioned this. I think I thought about it, but didn't say it, which I hate when I do that because I'm like, did I say that? Anyway, when I was photographing my daughter's um, marching band in the stands, they had the, uh, what is it, concession stands, had the barbecue pit down there cooking hot dogs or whatever they're cooking, hamburgers. I could smell it, smell great, but the smoke is coming up behind the stands and the marching band is playing and stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this looks so cool. So I turn around and take a few photos and I'm like, right on my phone, right on my phone. And I told my husband, look at this. You see that smoke? That looks so cool. And he's like, hmm, yeah. And I said, watch this. I put it in black and white right on my phone. And he's like, dang, you know, it looks so cool. And I could see that before I even took the shot. So that's what I mean when you start practicing and playing around with different settings and editing and things like that. You already know what's going to make a great shot. And I posted it and my daughter was like, yeah, my friend said, my friend in band, she said, yeah, that's such a dope shot. You know, and I knew it was because I'm like, oh, let me put these, some of these in black and white because just the way that the sky looked and then with that smoke coming up, it just, and we were smoking the other team too. Our football team is so good, but I thought it was just like perfect because we were smoking the other team. So anyway, that's all I have for today. Let me recap on everything that we talked about for photo tips for photographing large groups. Number one, plan ahead. Number two, communicate and direct. Number three, establish hierarchy and positioning. Four, create depth and layers. Five, use props or natural elements. Six, pay attention to body language while posing. Seven, consider the background. Eight, capture individual and smaller group shots. Nine, be patient and flexible. And of course, remember, practice makes you better. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave a review and a rating at the very bottom. If you're on Apple iTunes, go ahead, scroll to the very bottom. You'll see where you can leave a review. I would appreciate it. I look at everyone and I actually post it on my Instagram and Facebook. My Instagram is Kimberly Stewart Photography. That's uh, not Kimberly. It's Kim Stewart Photography. <laughs> That's K-I-M Stewart with a D, S-T-E-W-A-R-D Photography. And my 
Facebook is Kim Stewart Photography. And you can catch me there. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please let me know. I will answer you back. And in the show notes, you will see that I do have a Facebook group, free Facebook group for Wipe Your Lens podcast. All right. See you all soon. Talk to you soon. All right. That's a wrap for this episode of Wipe Your Lens. I hope you found it insightful and inspiring. Remember, as a working mom with a passion for photography, you have the power to capture incredible moments and build a purposeful business. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to stay tuned on future episodes filled with even more valuable content. If you enjoyed this episode, I truly appreciate it if you could leave a review and share the podcast with other moms who aspire to turn their love for photography into a rewarding career. Until next time, keep chasing your dreams, wiping your lens, and capturing the world through your unique perspective. You got this, sis.